Before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that tickets to The One, which is our two-day in-person leadership experience, are now available at early bird pricing. So if you're in Australia or New Zealand, then you're absolutely going to want to check this out. The One is designed to expand leadership capacity with big shifts reported from participants in confidence, communication, directiveness, solutions thinking, decision making and even conflict resolution. You can check out the case studies over on the website of people who have already done this event and the results they experienced across multiple areas of their lives months later. It has just been such a catalyst for change. That's been more impactful and I've had more revelations and light bulb moments go off than anything that I've ever looked at. I feel like my perspective has completely shifted. It's just, it's been life changing for me. Do yourself a favour and get this locked in for yourself before prices go up. Grab your tickets to one of the events in either Australia or New Zealand over at theoneliveevent.com. It's also linked below. Nice is the stereotype personality of someone who's stuck in people-pleasing pattern. I'm Kate Ruby Aroha, the founder of She Leads Live, Australia and New Zealand's largest women's leadership and empowerment event. With 17 years experience as a senior trainer, I've led government contracts that create national change and have spent over a decade facilitating advanced leadership experiences throughout New Zealand, Australia and Southeast Asia. One of the things I've learned is that the stuff we tell ourselves in our head doesn't reflect our true capacity. And as women, we can be pretty good at minimizing our power. The reason I do this work is because I see so many incredible women with massive potential buying into the things that hold them back. And I want to change that. My intention is that these episodes remind you that the self-doubt and the fears that you've been having about your next level are all totally normal. And my hope is that these conversations light a fire in your belly to go after your big dreams. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Hey, it's Kate and welcome along to She Leads A New Future. And in this conversation, we're going to talk about protecting your time so that you can invest your time into high value stuff, i.e. the stuff that's on your agenda. I can't tell you the amount of people that I see putting their own selves last or even off their own agenda. Why? Because their space gets filled up with everyone else's agendas, everyone else's urgencies. And unless that changes, life doesn't change into a new direction right? People are so chronically busy, constipated even with other people's stuff, other people's requests, urgencies, and agendas. Now, here's the thing. Usually when the phone rings or an email comes through or the messenger beeps or the doorbell rings or any of the stuff, it's other people's agendas that they're requesting for you to help them with. I just had the example just in. Someone came to the door, and usually I have a team member at home who would um, filter all that stuff out, and I went down, and it was um, literally the most 
irrelevant requests that had nothing to do with me or what I what I what I am about for today. I'm clear on what I'm committed to for the day. And the person at the door, what they wanted had nothing to do with anything of my world. Now that might sound I can I can just imagine people thinking, what a bitch. And I have been told that I can be quite cutthroat like that. And also, here's the thing, I have learnt to be extremely valuing of my own time and extremely valuing of where I place the priorities of where that time needs to be invested. And I'm just not available for leaking it away with random interruptions of other people's agendas. I want you to imagine a glass jar. In front of you is a large glass jar. And then you've got rocks and you've got some stones and then you've got pebbles and then you've got a whole lot of sand. Now, if you want to get all of that and you want to put it into the glass jar, how are you going to do it? Well, if you put the sand in and then the pebbles and then the stones, there's going to be no space for the rocks. But if you start with an empty jar and you put the rocks in first, then you put the stones in in the gaps, then the pebbles fall into the smaller gaps, then lastly you pour the sand in and the sand's going to find its way right through the cracks and find its place. The only way to get everything in there is by starting with your rocks first. Now I see it that everyone else's urgencies and requests and multiple things throughout the day is like the sand. It's like the sand and the stones. And a lot of it can come at us and feel very urgent. And people can even say it's very urgent, you have to do this. Or it can just be a constant sort of interruption depending on how available you've made yourself and how you haven't ring-fenced your time. But this stuff, this all the sand, that unless you kind of take control of it and you are sort of really unavailable for reacting and responding to each person's thing, then you're not going to be able to get around to doing your own rocks. Um, the amount of people and clients that I work with that it's purely just that they, their time is so busy. They're exhaustedly congested and constipated with so much stuff in their space. But when we actually look at it and we go through it with a, time, a fine tooth comb, what we actually start to see is it's, yes, they are very busy, but they're not necessarily super effective in actioning the stuff that matters to them. The stuff that's on their list that they do want to create results in, that stuff doesn't always get fully prioritized in a way that's super needle moving. So yes, they're busy, but no, they're not truly being effective. Now, one of the things that was going to make a difference to all of this is actually understanding that other people's urgencies and demands and requests, you do not have to jump to. Now, obviously, you're going to be filtering that comment through different situations in whatever role you're in, okay? So of course, if you're, let's say, an assistant and you've got a uh, someone who do directly report to and they do need something now, then obviously that is a part of that conversation, right? But I'm talking about on a more of a global sense, you want to really get that if you've been fundamentally knee-jerking to everyone because probably you feel like you've got to be the good person, that you can't say no, that you know all of this maybe tangled background noise of even people-pleasing stuff, you want to fundamentally get that you do not have to jump to other people's requests. And if you spent a couple of days with me, I think you'd realize like, holy shit, 
Kate can be direct with people and not in an asshole type way, which I can imagine some people, if they haven't really got this for themselves, could think that it sounds really rude, but just in a, I'm not, look, I'm not available right now for that. Now, here's, and we'll move on to how to system, you know, uh, what a system wise, there's a word, but I can't even pick it up, how to set up your systems so that you're actually more physically ring-fenced so that it gets to the point where you don't really have to have a lot of those conversations But because there are ways to actually put some systems in place and that's definitely a part of the process. But number one is you've got to value your time. You've absolutely got to value your time. You've got to value your agenda. In fact, you've got to value putting you on your agenda. And then part of that is actually dealing with and challenging whatever's going on in the background that's driving this behavior of being just so over available to everyone just knee-jerking to people i gotta tell you when my when the doorbell rings at my house i don't even answer it i don't answer the doorbell i'm not available for it if it's something that's going to be on my agenda or in my zone of something that actually matters to me they'll probably have my phone number and give me a call my kids can get in without you know they've got their own keys Uh, my team can get in if it's someone let's say it's like a Um, like a courier order, there's always my phone number attached to that so that they can actually ring and have a conversation and say, and they do, if I don't answer the door and it's a courier, they just send a message on the phone and great, we'll go and pick it up. But a lot of it is, you know, some random who is wanting to ask where to go for something so they'll ring the doorbell or, you know, I don't need to go and jump to all of that stuff. So essentially at the end of the day, my base thing is I don't answer the doorbell because I'm usually doing something either I'm working or I'm in a meeting or I've um in a family thing and I'm not going to jump up just because someone else is standing there and and has a desire for me to come to the door no (laughs) um same with emails and phone messages and I know a lot of people these days don't have their notifications turned on on their phone right which is absolute foundational it's like protecting your time 101 and if you if you're listening to this conversation and you do have notifications switched on your phone you want to look at that and literally go and silence all those notifications there's nothing that you really need to be notified about unless it's a way in which maybe you're phoned for your kids to get hold of you or something like that but the rest of the stuff maybe just turn it off so actually valuing ourselves being on our agenda first which is essentially those rocks, getting clear on what your rocks are, getting laser clear, these are my rocks or these are my biggest priorities that would move the needle forward for the stuff that I'm most committed to. Because I tell you what, when it comes down to that, the reason why I'm able to be so cutthroat and clear around protecting my time and just not available for knee-jerking to stuff is purely because I know what I'm committed to. I am so freaking committed to what we're playing for. I do not have the time to be fucking around. I don't have this extra luxury time to be fucking around, knee-jerking to a whole lot of other people who want all sorts of weird things or things that are on their agendas. I'm just not available to it. If I was, if I was the kind of person that I'm not and I had a lack of boundaries and I didn't value my time and I didn't protect my time and I didn't wasn't super clear with how I spent it and moving the needle on high value activities that moved us forward, 
I wouldn't be able to be producing the stuff that I do that creates the impact on the things that I'm committed to in my lifetime. So even though it might sound like I'm a total bitch to some people who are still tangled in people pleasing and still value and still think that to do everything for everyone makes you a nice person, by the way, nice is the stereotype personality of someone who's stuck in people-pleasing pattern. And by the way, if you still think that that's an altruistic thing, people-pleasing for a person who's a people-pleaser is one of the most dangerous things you can do. People-pleasing has a dangerous impact on life when it's coming from a tangled space of people-pleasing because you feel guilty If you don't, you feel guilty if you say no and put down clear boundaries and say, I'm not available for that. No, I won't do that. No, 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 no. It's dangerous. It would be dangerous in my world to be buying into the old people-pleasing tactics that I used to do many, many years ago. I wouldn't be available to produce things like she. I wouldn't be able to create the impact that I know that I'm committed to for the reasons why I know that I'm committed to it. So then it becomes less about, oh wow, you're being a bitch doing that, and more about, holy shit, you're being proactive with sacredly ring-fencing what it's going to take to realize this vision. Fuck me. I want to clean up where I'm just being pulled in so many directions energetically and time-wise and task-wise because at the end of the day, I go to bed in the night and I feel exhausted because I'm busy and congested, but I know in my heart of hearts, I'm not really doing the stuff that's truly meaningful for me because I forgot to put me on the agenda. Before I take you back to the episode, I want to remind you to come on over and connect with me on my new Instagram, at KateRubyAroha. While you're there, feel free to flick me a DM, say hi, and let me know what you're getting out of these episodes. I'll chat with you over there. So part of this conversation is for you to challenge yourself as to whether you're being busy for busy's sake and you're filled with a lot of stuff that's perhaps low value, low level, other people's agendas, other people's urgencies or whether you're being truly effective, whether you have yourself also clearly on the agenda and what matters to you clearly on the agenda. And if you don't, you want to use this as an opportunity to challenge yourself. And we talked about valuing your agenda, valuing yourself being on the agenda, but also valuing your time. Now, the next step on for that would actually be looking at ring fencing your availability. So the first one is kind of like a core decision, like a switch that goes off on the inside. And the second part of it is then, okay, got it. So what do you need to put in place in your environment that would have you be unavailable for certain things at certain times? So I'm going to leave you with that question to ask yourself is what do you what is perhaps one or two things that after this listening to this podcast you could actually put in place and it may be as simple as turning off your phone sorry the notifications on your phone so that you're not knee jerking every time that buzzer goes off or it may be that from a certain time in the morning to a certain time you don't actually look at your phone because have you noticed that when you turn on your phone and when you look at your messages and your emails all of that stuff is actually other people's agendas 
And so why would you put your core focus onto fighting other people's fires so early in the morning when that is really the time when you can get in the driver's seat for yourself? where you can get super fucking present and dialed in for yourself of who do you want to be for the day? What truly matters for you? What, where do you want to sit with moving the needle, right? Get so grounded in you and what you're up to and what you're committed to so that you are putting that in the start of the day and then have a time in the day when you're available for people. One of the other things that I've done, um, and I've done a ton of stuff to ring fence my time, ton of systems in place that have me clear on when I'm available for specific things. And so one of those things, for example, is the way in which I set up my messaging. So I've got Facebook Messenger, which or Instagram Messenger, which is a which is where I can talk with people publicly. And also I have my team helping me filter some of that stuff out. Um, for clients, once someone becomes an active client who has access to, you know, chatting on a regular basis, we move that into a separate app. So we're not doing that through the same place that I'm talking with family, friends, and team. And we're not doing that in the same place where I'm talking with people publicly. So that goes into a separate client app where I go into that app when I'm ready to be in client type conversations. And then the third messenger place is WhatsApp. And so I don't give my WhatsApp number to anyone, even when I'm out and about and I meet someone and they're like, oh, let's connect on blah, blah, blah. I don't give my WhatsApp number out. What I do give out is Instagram. And so that people can message through Instagram at any point, but I want to keep things over there, like bunched in one place rather than giving out my WhatsApp. So WhatsApp for me is friends and family right? That's where Hen and the kids contact me. That's the only place that I have available to ring through. And it's also where I communicate with my team on a daily basis. So friends and family and team is in WhatsApp. So by just purely having those three things laser clear, it makes a huge difference in terms of knowing when I'm going to be available for certain conversations. Now, let's just, for example, imagine that in WhatsApp, I had Client conversations, team conversations, family conversations. Every time I go into WhatsApp, then I'm exposed to a, like a broad range of conversations that I'm having to move in and out of different hats in my responses. That's quite hard on the system. But if I have client conversations that are grouped in one place, then I just get into the space of what that is and then answer those questions one at a time, right? And I'm not having to go into that all day all throughout the day because it's just when I ring fence the time of the day to go in and be really present with those conversations. So I would say it's so important to be really clear and have clear spaces of what things are and what they're not when you're available for this and when you're available for that. And so then it's also our job once we set things in place that are going to support us to protect our time and to protect our energy, it's then our job to train people in that, right? So if you don't train people in what you're available for and what you're not available for, then you're going to teach them that you're available for whatever the hell they want and need and at whatever time and in whatever place. So the people in my life are very trained 
in this is where we communicate for this, this is where we communicate for that, this is when I'm not available. If you if my door and my office is closed and you knock on the door and you come in, I'm probably going to ignore you and keep talking. Just while we've even been recording this podcast, if you listen to it, the door has opened and closed twice. Someone's come in, saw I'm talking, has left because they know I'm just not available. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop and chat. I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing. And uh, later on in the day when I'm available, then we'll be talking. So, um, like for there are times when um, I've got a client in Voxer. Voxer is the app that I use for clients, and then there they might send something, for example, on Facebook. So that's the moment then to address that. That's the moment to not step over it and then just start communicating in Facebook. And that's the moment to say, hey, thanks so much for sending it through. Just remember that any um, communications while we're working together in this coaching relationship, please send it through Voxer. So I'm not even going to open that item that they sent through that way. I'm not going to message there. I'm literally going to wait and remind them and wait till they send it through Voxer. So this is the point that I was saying about we train people how what we're available and what we're not available for. Now, if I go and then start answering those questions in Voxer, guess what I'm communicating? I'm communicating that I I don't have boundaries in this area and this is okay. Like it's okay, you can commu- we'll communicate anywhere. So I want you to consider when you look at your own life, whether you're congest- you're busy or effective whether you are putting everyone else's sand and stones in your bucket before your own rocks and agenda. And ask yourself some quality questions. And one thing that one of those quality questions could actually be, what are you training people in your life that you're available for? How are you training people that you are available for whatever, that you're available to fix things, that you're available to knee-jerk at any time of day, that you're available in any way that they want to contact you, that you're just available. You're just like a row of open doors. Or do you have closed doors and then a couple of clear doors that people can access through, but there's a bouncer on each of those doors that reviews the person's request before it comes in, essentially. And there's certain times of the days that those doors open and then that's clearly communicated that that, that bar is open from 2 to 4 p.m. and we're not a 24-hour access bar. I don't know. You get what I'm saying with that little metaphor? I hope this conversation has encouraged you to look at fundamental areas of how you're doing your availability and your focus and your priorities with your time. Because if the one of the biggest top three things that people can uh, say is the reason why they don't do and have the things that they want to do and have in their life in a meaningful way is because they just don't have the time, then you want to address the ways and places in which you're leaking your time and your energy. Please share these episodes with your friends. And if you share them on Instagram stories and tag me in, I also love to reshare to my own stories as well. I hope you got a lot out of this episode and I will see you in the next episode of She Leads a New Future. Thanks for listening to the podcast. This is a reminder that if you're in Australia or New Zealand and you haven't yet got your tickets to the one, then go to the website now, find the location closest to you and get it sorted. Early bird tickets will be ending soon. Man, massive breakthroughs, like unbelievable. 
having the balls to actually be myself and not run away from challenges that I've probably run away from in the past and take them head on. It's taken me to another place. Yeah. I'm just not the same person that I was when I walked in. If you get an opportunity to experience this event, do it for you and everyone around you.